What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Friday night, another Comic Book Invest Top 10, Hot 10 by the one and only Ben Stein. Man, I was waiting for that live li live thing to pop up for like 10 minutes, it felt like. I hope we weren't just sitting there, my mouth wide open. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate you guys. We got a special guest tonight, Chris from Journals, Comics, and Pop Culture. Uh, one of the people, when we started asking for... Uh, uh, advice on people to ask to come on that are part of the community and the, the YouTube comics, IG community. Chris, you were one of the, the main people everybody kept hitting me up about. So thank you again for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, you have been killing it over there. Uh, let me show everybody. I want to remind everybody to make sure you guys hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. What I want to show to you guys is uh, I'm not, I'm not too good at this, but uh, let's see if we can do this live. <laughs> I plan this out. And uh, I messed it up. So make sure you guys go over to Journos and do the same for us. Uh, you know, this is how you do it, you guys. You hit the subscribe button. You hit the all button on the bells. And that's how you do it. Do it over at Journos, Comics, and Pop Culture. Do it for us at Flipside. Make sure you hit the like button. So, Chris, how long you been doing this uh, on, on a tear? How long has the tear been going on? You, you talked <laughs> that you've been doing it for a while. But lately, it just seems like, man, you've been killing it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I always say, I, you know, it was, uh, man, five years ago now when my kids were into the Minecraft watching that on YouTube and they were like, Dad, make a comic book video on YouTube, show up comic books. I was like, all right. So, but, you know, and, and, and I got into the, the community and, and met a lot of good people, uh, but I was going to school during that time and I didn't take it seriously until about uh, two years ago. So, you know, and then when COVID hit, um, I was uh, laid off from, from my main job and I said, well, here's the chance to go full time. So seven days a week, uh, two live streams a week, and I'm not stopping or slowing down anytime soon. Well, uh, there's one thing I, I like to I like to go to all of our guests IG and take a take a look at their couple of their IG their recent IG stuff but there's one specific one that I want to hit up and I've been waiting to ask for this because um, I'm a big Pac fan over here and you <laughs> I was this, just about to say is that a Tupac that right there oh is uh, pretty unreal uh, tell me a little bit about this man well uh, Tupac. Tupac, nah, we you might we might have a show where we don't even talk about comics here. If you get me on on this <laughs> note, but uh, you know, to, to give the, the the brief story, you know, Tupac saved my life, man. I I was uh, uh, rough around the edges as a teenager. I got uh, really lost and in a very dark place, and uh, Tupac saved my life. You know, uh, obviously through through his music and his message and his legacy, uh, not because I knew him personally. But uh, after his death, I actually had it. I'm a musician myself and I uh, actually had a chance to, you know, I grew up in the Bay Area and in uh, Richmond. And I got to work with a lot of uh, artists that I grew up listening to and the the, the folks that, that meant a lot to me that I got to meet and make music with was the Outlaws. So you guys are familiar with Tupac, the Outlaw or aren't familiar. The Outlaws were Tupac's group that consisted of a lot of his childhood friends and cousins and whatnot. Uh, that he put on. So I got to make music with them. And that was, you know, at that point, uh, the, the closest thing that I had to like a, a childhood dream, you know, coming true. So yeah, man, I, I always, you know, Tupac's uh, uh, quote, I'm not saying I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the brain that will change the world. It's something that stuck with me. Uh, I've, I live to be that spark 
I did it with my music. And now, you know, even though I kind of put the music on hold, uh, I'm into something else and that's comic books. And we have a great community here. And, and you know, comic books at a certain time in my life really helped pull me out of some dark times. So I hope to still be that spark and uh, to allow other people to be that spark just in a, in a different arena, right? You know, cause comic books mean a lot to a lot of us. And uh, I, I, I like to carry that message on. Amen. I think that uh, one of the important things, especially over here at the Flipside Channel, one of the things that we say a lot is we're just we're a lot of uh, collectors, comic collectors. We're not content creators. We're not YouTube uh, hosts. We're collectors like everybody else. And um, we we love the fact that we can talk about comics and get away from all the BS. Right. We can come on YouTube and talk about the hot 10 comics of the week or our recent CGC uh, return submission, um, you know, our, our local comic shop, whatever. When we talk about that, all the other problems seem to go away. So, and it's the same with music. So, this was really, really cool. I um, I I re still remember to this day, and I've told this story a couple of times on uh, the shows I'm on. That I remember the day, the first time that I heard "Hit Him Up," and uh, I remember my friend pulling up in a car, and he had back in the day for people I don't remember CD singles came, and they were just these oh. really small. <laughs> yeah, and you remember "Hit Him Up" was out on the CD on the single, and he's like, "Oh my God, listen to this!" And it was pure. Uh, it was the first time I ever remember hearing uh, 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 hip hop beef like be so hardcore, and and you knew at that moment, you knew at that moment that things were have have already changed, but then you knew like oh biggie's not long for this world and and it was it was absolutely crazy um but the the biggest thing about it was me thinking about this tupac right here is he was what 24 years old when he died 25 yeah 25 25 barely 25 barely 25 <laughs> and and he, the stuff that he did in, in the, that short amount of time is absolutely crazy so um that's one thing that we can never get back you guys is that is time so uh you know work with it the best way you can and uh Hey, comic books, a fun way to do it. So we're going to get into it. Six minutes, 15 seconds in you guys, 82 live watchers. We appreciate you all. Let's get into this list this week. We got something special for you guys this week. Um, new, 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 new. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can only get this on the, uh, the YouTube channel. You guys, these are the almost 10. Uh, these are some of the books that uh, Ben decides, hey, they just didn't have enough to make it on the list this week. There could be two books. There could be six books. There could be three books. You never know. These are the almost 10. We're going to go through them really quick. And uh, this week, the one of the, um, the first almost 10 is He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, number 18, the beautiful She-Ra cover. And uh, this has got to be just on the He-Man and Masters of the Universe craziness. What did this sell for recently? Yeah, this this one sold for almost $100 um, raw. So that's a uh, that's pretty high. Um, be careful. This is listed sometimes on eBay as first She-Ra. This is not the first appearance of She-Ra, um, but it is a ridiculous cover. Yeah, yeah, great cover. All right, uh, next book. We're gonna go through these quick guys. Atomic Robo number one. Uh, what's up with this, Ben? Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, this is a <laughs> this is a, a Red Five book from like. Five years ago i remember like seeing that. this i remember seeing this book yeah yeah it's uh, but it's selling right now for 55 raw um but it's owned by it's owned by idw now so it's not even a red five book anymore but i think it's an idw property now so well, i'm not really sure 
Uh, chat, if you guys know what, if there's anything going on with this book, why we're seeing some movement on it, let us know. Uh, you guys are the smartest, smartest speculators in the game. So make sure uh, if you guys have any. Uh, and, look, and, and look, and Chris has not seen any of these books before on this. So if you, Chris, if you do know something that happened on some of these, just just, just pop right in because you probably know more than more than I do. Um, awesome. hey, hey, look, here's Mighty Mel V, you guys. Uh, Mighty Mel V couldn't make it tonight. Uh, he's he's not going to be able to make it on, on chat tonight, but he made it up for you guys. Chat's going to be crazy tonight. Make sure you guys stick around after uh, immediately following the show over the Mighty Mel V. We will be doing Drunken Chat tonight. Uh, shout out to Mighty Mel V and the whole Drunken Chat crew. Lucas is holding it down. All right, let's get back into the list. Uh, another almost 10 this week, Nightwing 81. I've had a couple of people talk to me about the new Nightwing stuff. Um, it's got to be uh, it's a new character. What's going on here? Yeah, I think it's some, I'm not sure. It is a new character in this issue. Um, selling for 10 to 15. I don't know. I've not been reading Nightwing, so I don't know who the new character is. Anybody, you, Chris, Brian, you guys know who the new character is? No, not in this one. That's why they're the almost 10. <laughs> right, right. It, it's been, I've been getting hearing a lot, though, about what's the, the new uh, direction. Uh, that they're yes. going with this uh, since what issue 78 so uh i think there's going to be a lot of uh, eyes on nightwing for for a while beautiful cover absolutely it, gorgeous cover dr lovebox says new character and plot twist at the end Ooh, um, related to Nightwing. yeah there's so. that character on the cover so you got to love a, a cover appearance for a new character um all right this is uh the next one on the list and, and speaking of, of beautiful covers i mean that's a beautiful cover uh, it, it, with the big black X doesn't help, but, uh, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Ascensia. Is that how you say it? Number five, the nude variant. Yeah. So this one, the black and white is this, they actually are, this is a second print that's already, oh. it's already out. The, co the color version is like a B cover for the A cover, which is she's wearing something Nothing. over the, Oh yeah. She's wearing something over the top on the regular cover. Um, they're all, this is the only there's no other versions of this, but it's all Perio. Um, and it's, this is like pre code horror cover look, right? I mean, this is crazy looking, um, yeah. crazy Bondage. looking cover. Bondage, drill. drill, blood. I mean, it's, it's yeah. pretty. Is that, is that red uh, coming off the, the drill? Yeah. You know, on, on top of the black and white. That's, I love that. Yeah. So, and this is the second print. So, um, I couldn't yeah. find I couldn't find any of the uh, regular colors with the black box, so I, I played it safe. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're we're definitely not going to get banned for uh, for that, but um, but yeah, so, so it's like a twenty dollar book, so not bad. This next one, we all know uh, why it's on almost. Every, it could be on a list every week for every channel for every show, and that's Spawn number one. Uh, this book always sells, uh, but it's the almost ten this week. Uh, for what reason, Ben? Um, nine eights are now over 300 for this, which is unbelievable. I mean, this was like for like a decade. This was like a hundred dollar nine eight, and now it's now it's over 300. Um, I think there was some salmon twitch news, maybe because um, yes, I think was. some. So yeah. I think some. So and obviously, this is their first appearance in this. I don't. I mean, obviously, I think the spawn first appearance is way more important, but it is what it is. Iconic book that has a ton of printed copies out there, but will always be a seller, whether it's for 20 bucks or 300 bucks. This book will always sell. It's yeah, always worth picking Chris, up. Yeah, Chris, this is, this is one of those volume books that every, I mean, you can look down soul listings every single week, and this book just has, 
I mean, just copy after. It's like it's as liquid of a book as you can almost have anymore. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I even uh, expect a lot more people to really be buying these and, and holding on to them. So, and I always talk about that. Like, don't get too caught up in print runs. I know there's uh, <laughs> well over a million copies of these uh, printed, but I, I do feel that there's there's a lot more being held on to. So, you know, th th even that right there can definitely. Uh, drive the value uh, of a book up if there's not that not as many currently on the market at one given time i, I like that quote uh don't be yeah you know, how would you say about the print runs don't don't get caught up in print runs because just right, because right. And, and that's a great point just because there's a ton of those printed they're still worth speculating on uh, this um, uh, spider-man number one the mcfarland book there's so many of those printed all the different versions they're selling like hotcakes now so every once in a while you, you get lucky and those high printed books sell i mean new mutants 98 we always talk about that book how many prints uh, how many there are printed out there and uh it's always going to be liquid i mean certain books will always sell so here's one of them. All right. Uh, two more on the list this week. Big, big, uh, almost 10 lists this week. Dr. Voodoo, number one, the variant. Um, an awesome homage cover right here. Beautiful variant. Um, I'm surprised we haven't talked about this more uh, in the last couple of months, but this is a, a gorgeous book. Yeah, this one sold for 140 this week, um, which is up from I think the last sale was maybe 100 or 120. It is it is on the rise. Um, and it's, it's just a one in 15, but I mean, and it, even though it was a number one, I mean, how many retailers were really buying 15, 30, 45 copies of Dr. Voodoo of anything back in this, what this is like 2008, 2009. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not like this was a time when retailers were like, oh, I'm buying a whole bunch of copies of anything. So this one's pretty hard to find. And, you know, I don't know whether or not, you know, Dr. Voodoo is going to, you know, end up being, you know, in any of these, uh, Dr. Strange, you know, multiverse, I don't know, but, um, if he is for some reason, this is definitely going to, this, this could be a monster. Well, we've, we've heard about, uh, the, uh, regular cover for this before. Um, people have been talking about the, uh, you know, if, if the Dr. Strange thing change ever happens, the voodoo, Dr. Voodoo is, is the perfect person. And, um, I could see that happening for at least for a short time or just making sure that this character is known about a little bit more and, and is a big part in the MCU. So we'll see. I think he's a great character, especially for a darker movie. If, if, uh, the mat, the madness of the multiverse or whatever is going to be a dark movie. It's a perfect character for a dark, darker movie. So, uh, isn't strange. Dr. Strange dying in August. Well, Chris, if that's the case, there we go, guys. Uh, somebody's <laughs> going to have to wear the eye of uh, Agamotto sometime shortly. So we'll see how that works out. All right. And final, almost 10 this week. Totally awesome Hulk number 15, the variant edition. Uh, great cover. A lot of up and coming characters, uh, perfect uh, characters to speculate on. They're all right here on one cover. Yeah, this, this issue is what the first uh, appearance of protectors or something like that. Um, so the regular cover is an awesome cover. This is this one's really hard to find. Um, but a, uh, a 9 8 sold this week for 550 um, of this. Um, I'm not sure you can even find this book. This is like one of those books that you just can't find. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's got, it's got a lot of, a lot of the up and coming cover or characters right there on the cover. So Dr. Lovebox hitting it out of the park. Yeah. They're, what's up with Kamala Khan? Like that's, I don't crazy. know what's the, the haircuts weird. For yeah. Sure. 
looks like a Daphne from Scooby. Yes. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're, I don't know, man. Elma or yeah. Uh, yeah, Code Red Comics says Ghost. Uh, Mighty Mel V says shout out to Wonder World. Dennis, uh, you know, must have uh, dropped one in a, in, in a, in a Mighty Mel V uh, a muffin wheel lately. So, all right, let's get into the list. Uh, but before we do, I want to remind everybody to check out comicbarricade.com. Use the code word flipside to get 10% off your order. Uh, they have those uh, large comic barricades, Comic Barricade XL for your slabs and your magazines, and also cardstopper.com. Same thing for your trading cards. These things are uh, just super important if you want to keep your stuff nice and clean in those boxes. You don't want uh, things driving you crazy, getting folds and, and books bent over and cards falling over in your monster boxes these things will save you a lot of hassle go to cardstopper.com comicbarricade.com use code word flipside for 10 percent off all right golden age honorable mention this week science comics number seven a beautiful yellow cover with lady in the red dress uh like you said if that perillo cover would have been 50 years old it probably would have made this uh, spot in the list um, another crazy golden age book. What's going on with this? Did this have some crazy sale this week? Um, it did. Um, there was, there's a nine, first of all, the, uh, the promise collection books ended today. I have not looked at what the sales of those promise collection books are. Um, but they ended after I wrote the list. So none of the promise collections this week, I'm not sure we might even have to do like an entire list of, to, to deal with the promise collection books, because some of those were already insane bids but um yeah a nine six mile high copy the or the church variant or the church uh pedigree um sold this week for twenty six thousand um the same comp the same book sold in 2012 so nine years ago for 2900 so a twenty three thousand dollar profit for the for the owner um that bought it nine years ago um yeah it's I don't even know how you get a nine six copy of this, but um, yeah, you get just, lucky. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. Hey, at, at some point, I'm gonna. I want to buy me um, a church pedigree just because of the historical significance of it. And someday, I would love to buy one of those promise. Um, and I don't really care what book it is, um, but I think you can kind of see the the bonus. I think they're they're because they have those pedigrees on them, I think they're always going to be even more liquid than any other golden age book, just because of the stories that are behind them. For sure. You dabble in golden age at all, Chris? I got a few, but, uh, you know, it, Chris just bought this one. What are we talking about? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. It was I, yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, it's a goal of mine. I want to own a 10 cent captain America. Um, that's, that's my goal. You know, it's, it's something for me, like right now, most of my golden age stuff is like, uh, you know, Dell, (laughs) you know, like like Porky Pig and Turok (laughs) and stuff like that. But, um, it's, it's just a decision, you know, do I, do I budget and buy like one golden age book every few months and not buy anything else (laughs) or, or do I kind of, you know, diversify my my collecting so you know uh although i will say this you know i i've been uh i've been a bargain guy for many years i love don't get me wrong i still do uh love diving in like bargain bins 50 cent bins dollar bins but uh i've been an advocate for really focusing on 
filling up those runs of silver and bronze age, age goodness because, uh, you know, as they get older and we get older, you know, uh, and I think that could be the same for, for, you know, just golden age stuff in general, especially in high grade. It doesn't have to be the first appearance of Superman or Batman or whatnot. Um, you know, those a clean books, books. in a clean, being clean book. Exactly. And especially like you said, man, something that has, uh, a known history or story behind it. You know, people are really seeking those. Yeah. Um, it's funny you bring that up because we were, I was just talking with, uh, uh, Nico last night about, um, another host on the channel about, you know, how important it is to start thinking. Like if you really want to start make, you know, getting in that flipping game to make big money, is it smarter to find, you know, really nice golden age book to, to flip, you know, instead of putting your money in, in some of these, uh, uh, you know, newer books, because, you know, the, the golden age stuff is going to be more liquid. Right. Um, and it, it's something that I think that a lot of shows need to start talking about. Maybe uh, if you want to make a little bit more money, you start um, getting some knowledge in some of these older books and uh, what to look for. So very interesting stuff. All right. On to the next honorable mention this week. And this is a, a new one to me. I don't even know how you say it. Is it Tresse? Trees? Tresse number one? Does that sound right? Um, Sounds good. I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not really an anime guy. So, Yeah, this is uh, anime. New Netflix show dropped this week. Uh, free comic book day coming out next month. Uh, so what's going on right now? Philippine book, I think you said? Yeah. So a yeah. There. So initially, this was a this came out in the Philippines. Um, a nine four CGC nine four sold for three twenty five um, of the Philippine version. Um, this one right here is so in America. It was only released as a two issue graphic novel um, series uh, by Ablaze Comics. Um, I think co cover price on the those was like fifteen sixteen dollars or something like that. They appear to be selling for three times that um for for those um pre there are a few pre-sales on that free comic book day already at five like you know five six dollars um so i would i i'm not like a huge advocate of going and stealing books from kids on free comic book day um but i would say that if you're going to have your kid pick one up <laughs> they may want to pick this one up <laughs> um although i think this is a mature title um, I don't think this is like a kid friendly title. So I don't really think that if you get one of these, you're going to be taking away from a kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at least I, I, the, from what I can tell. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why uh, I think somebody, I think maybe it was Nico or something said, you know, I don't understand the why, or maybe it was Topher why this book is selling well because of the Netflix show that just came out when other books that people don't really know much about those don't move. I don't know the, I, I don't know the dynamic of that or why well, this one's selling. Did you say that this is a, an exclusive um, or there is an exclusive to it or this is. There, the yeah. So there was a store that actually had a store exclusive of this gra the American graphic novel. Um, and that sold for uh, like a hundred and a quarter. Um and that's there's only like 200 i think it was numbered to like 200 so it's very very low print like crazy low print um and i don't remember that might have been i don't we we don't really say who stores are um dr lovebox has said who it is but the, yeah that's who it is um in the chat uh yeah 
honorable mention number two this week. It's there, and uh, if you guys can find one, it's worth uh, looking out for, or maybe flipping if you got it. Yeah, um, even even though it's a graphic novel, um, instead of just a comic size, you know, thickness, um, you're going to be able to if you can get it for, especially if you can get it for cover price of seven, you know, sixteen, seventeen dollars, you're going to make money on it. Yeah. Amen. All right, let's get into the list. The heart of the list is coming up. Number 10 this week, Spider-Verse number one, the second printing, um, another interior second print book or interior page second print cover. I like these books. I've always liked them. Um, but this is a, another Miles book with a lot of uh, Spider-Verse Spider-Man on the cover, which is always great. I love seeing all those characters. And uh, this book is sounds like it's starting to move a little bit. It's, what's going on here? Um, yeah, so this one's selling for 55 to 70 now. It was like 25 to 30 just because of it being miles and probably not very easy to find. Um, I don't know, Chris, you know anything other than that as far as like in the guts of this or anything like that? Yeah, it's interesting because there's no mention of it, um, uh, you know, being an, an incentive or, or what the actual uh print one run was on this, but um. Hey, look, you know, there's an absolute market for uh, multiple factors here. Miles <laughs> and second print variants. And it's just it's just a fact of a matter. And when you combine those two things right now, people are going to, you know, start start looking at them and, and you know, pulling out their pocketbooks. So, um, well, yeah. that, it looks <laughs> like uh, they're saying maybe first spider zero, uh, which is. I don't know if that's, I mean, we've known about that character for a while. Uh, I remember everybody going crazy for that Walmart variant. When oh it was yeah. Out. Okay. So that's yeah. the, uh, that's the book that it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I can't remember why they did a second print of this. Yeah. Great cover. I love the cover. Yeah. And if that spider zero, uh, character turns to be something, uh, interesting, uh, most of those spider verse characters are, are very interesting to say the least. Will they show up in the MCU? Will they be, uh, become more popular? I think it's an, uh, an easy bet to say yes. So we'll see on that on that book. But that's uh, the number 10, Spider-Verse number one, the second printing uh, for Spider-Zero. Not bad. All right, number nine. Now, we talked about, I think we talked about this book last week. Uh, we brought up some other character, and we talked about Thane. And uh, it's nice to see that uh, people remember this book. Uh, Avengers, New Avengers, number 10, the at the number nine spot on the list this week. And uh, I imagine everybody's going crazy for Thane. Maybe they see him showing up here soon. Uh, maybe it's something that people just forgot about uh, and, and uh, we're starting to uh, remember. But this book is moving again. 9.8s have sold from, what, 125 to 200, you said? Uh, which, just, this, just this week, yeah. And, and that still seems low to me. I, Man, I wish I would have known that they were selling for, for cheaper than that. I would have picked up a couple copies myself. Great yeah, character. They, they were peaking about a year ago. You know, I, they were hitting over 200 last summer and then, yeah, just dropped off. Yeah. I mean, it was basically for a, for about five, six months there. It was, you get nine eights for less than a hundred bucks, you know, pretty much anytime you wanted it. Um, 
and, and this wasn't uh this, i remember when everybody first started talking about this book this back during the unpressable days and uh, i think uh trey was talking about it pretty heavy and i i couldn't find it was this was a hard to find book something for a long time for me uh in raw copies at the shops i could never find it um one day i walked in and i found like three three copies just chilling i'm like score uh and i think they were about ten dollars raw at the time um but this is a, a character i remember from way back people going there's something to uh, there's some meat on the bone for this right here and everybody loves that thanos character so are we going to see some old school thanos stuff are we going to see new thane stuff who knows but the eternals spec um they're talking about thanos being an eternal they gotta they gotta tie that in and everybody's looking for, uh, i mean people didn't care about eternals for the longest time but i think <laughs> the last month that new trailer right has him talking maybe yeah. <laughs> these things stagnate i talk about this too it's like i think that the thing that happened with the eternals was you know with covid it's just covid happened the films get pushed back things stagnate and so much i mean so much happened in between then where we shifted our attention you know miles to you know the the wandavision the the, the disney plus shows um that you're right you know now now what's happening you, we finally get the trailer and and boom um i love it i love it though <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm stoked for it too I, I i think that marvel mcu can't do anything wrong for me right now i'm even like looking forward to even saying that i wasn't looking forward to that but just saying that now i have to like look say i'm looking forward to seeing black widow to see what happens what we can get out of it i'm looking forward to a lot of the stuff that you talked about chris that got put on hold um and uh now people are now speculators are starting to say, okay, maybe these are some characters we need to start looking into. Um, but number nine on the list, New Avengers number 10, First Appearance of Thane. Great book. Cool cover too. All right, number eight on the list this week. Now, we're, Saturday night, the uh, MCM guys are going to be talking about this uh, new uh, comic, Static Season 1. This is the uh, Olivier Copiel, Copiel, I think that's how you say it. Uh, one per store black and white variant. And this is a character that people have been wanting, you know, back in a big way, in a good way for a long time. I think the last uh, iteration of him didn't do too well. Um, I know people are still, you know, hoarding those milestone books. And uh, 40 to $50 raw for this one per store variant. Is that what, what, what you're seeing, Ben? Yeah, yeah, 40 to 50, which uh, I, I mentioned um, in the write-up that I actually, I mean, it's actually kind of, I, I think it's actually kind of low for one of these one for stores, um, considering what some of these other ones are going for over 100 the week of. I mean, Stacks, Stacks got quite a, you know, quite a following. I'm surprised it's only 40 to 50, to be honest, but. Yeah. It's a great character. Um, I, I'm still looking for any of you guys out there. I'm still looking for the Lost Boys cover. I still can't find that book uh, in decent condition. And I think it's one of the uh, most underrated covers that people still don't know about. And I'm not talking about the Lost Boys movies, you guys. So, um, <laughs> Which book are you sure talking about? That's uh, the static. I think it's issue 40. Let me bring it up for everybody. Um, uh, you know, we talked about Pac earlier, and we're going to get back into a little bit more hip-hop history. But uh, for those of you guys that don't know about the uh, hip-hop group, the Lost Boys, they were a, a New York group back in the day. Um, uh, Mr. Cheek, Freaky Ta, uh, really a dope group. And let me see here. I'm going to bring this up. Static issue 40, I think it is. And um, 
they uh, they were lucky enough that uh, I guess the milestone guys. I, I don't know the story of it, but the milestone guys uh, really liked either you know Doug Doug the group and uh, wanted to um, put them on a cover or uh, they just got lucky. There they are. They're all there. All these guys standing around with uh, hardcore. I think it's, is that hardcore? Who's that? Ben? Is that hardcore? Who's Hard, this guy? Hardware. Hardware. Sorry, hardware. I don't no, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not, I, wasn't, I wasn't a huge, I wasn't a huge milestone, but I remember there was hardware. But yeah, I, but the, these are the Lost Boys right here. Um, they have a really famous song called Renee. That whole, the, their, their their last two albums are absolutely amazing. Um, uh, Freaky Ta ended up passing away uh, when they were at their height, and uh, Mr. Cheeks put out a solo album, but they didn't do much after Freaky Ta died. And this is yeah, there we go. Thanks, Rob. Th icon uh but this is a really tough book to find and man i imagine that there's got to be some signed copies out there which uh to me like that's you know we talked about the the, the tupac's signature and all that stuff and man could you imagine finding like signed copies of this um with freaky ta on there it'd be uh pretty amazing and i bet you a lot of people don't know what they are but uh, make sure well. you great stuff Great stuff. One of the books that they don't talk about whenever they mention hip hop covers. I know everybody talks about the, um, uh, you know, the Marvel homage covers, but there's a lot of hip hop, quote unquote, hip hop covers out there that aren't part of that run. Uh, and that's I would definitely consider that a hip hop cover. All right. So that's number eight this week. Make sure you guys check out uh, Saturday Night Show, Modern Comic Mayhem. Uh, Corbin's going to be doing a little deep dive on on this uh, new series, this new issue. And we'll see what he thinks. But um, great character. And if you got the one per store variant lucky to you we'll see how it works out all right number seven this week this is a book that we talked about last week uh, uh stray dogs number one was on the list last week it's on it again this week this week and this book is absolutely amazing one of the there's always a couple of books every year that take you by surprise that are just just absolutely blow you away with um the storytelling the, the ideas that they come up with the way they tell their stories and this is one of them i did not expect this to be good uh tony and trish absolutely killed it the art by trish on this is uh, amazing she does a really good job of you know leveling the cuteness with um you know not too much cuteness and uh <laughs> for how dark the story is have you read this one much chris I have not. I have oh not. my God, dude, this is okay. So the best way I can explain this for people that haven't read this storytellers do a good job. Uh, good storytellers do a good job at finding something that pulls on the heartstrings. Right. And everybody loves dogs. Well, hope yeah. most everybody oh. loves dogs. Yeah. 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 And they do an amazing job of storytelling and pulling on the heartstrings and making you care about the story and uh, really good stuff. And this, I guarantee this is going to be optioned. If it hasn't already been optioned, I believe it might have been already been optioned. Um, and this this can be a uh, animation uh, on Netflix for sure. Really dope book. They do some amazing homage covers. All these homages on all these uh, movie uh, posters and movies from back in the day. They did a really good Blair Witch one that was on the list last week. And uh, this is issue number one now. The A cover by tony fleeks and trish forstner so really good stuff at number seven what's this what's this selling for right now ben yeah it's now up to forty dollars um yeah forty dollars for the a cover um i think it's gonna go higher yeah uh, i don't usually i don't usually say that too often but this just seems to have one of those um 
I don't know, one of those followings behind it, kind of like, I'm, I'm not saying it's something is killing the kids. I'm just saying that it's, it's got one of the, the, the readers love it. And I don't, I, I was not even aware of this book until Laura mentioned it with bird cities, you know, variant that they had with the, you know, with the, it, yeah, um, great homage. Um, I was not even aware of it. I, like I said last week, I thought this book was like one of those fake, do you poo books? I mean, like it was like, <laughs> I didn't even think it was a real book. Um, so I didn't, I have no copies of this. Um, I want to find me one though. Now I think it's going to go higher. I agree. I, I haven't, I haven't read this one particular, but I, I think, you know, and what I've been hearing too about stray dogs and, you know, you look into it, how all these studios are looking at these independent properties to, to option and, you know, it's allowed me for so long. I was so stuck in the big two, you know, um, and couldn't get out of them because I, you know, maybe it's because I'm getting old and I get stuck in my ways. Right. But as of late, I've been picking up between, you, you know, some image uh, books. I've been reading a lot of boom and even bad idea. Um, it really goes to show that comic books in, in a big part of the health of the market right now is, you know, in so many people are such naysayers about, oh, nobody reads comics anymore. That's why you see books like these get out the way they do. Amen. Because people are really buying into the stories and enjoying these books. Yeah. Yep. Good stories are super important. I mean, I think that what the, what, what especially is going on, like you mentioned the big two, um, we talk a lot about the the lull that DC is in. And I think the lull is there because they're not doing good storytelling. The comics always goes back to two things, art and storytelling. And I mean, you can have a uh, uh, good storytelling and bad art and the book still be decent. Right. So this is great storytelling. We get a lot of great storytelling. Here's another thing. I mean, we see a lot of these major, you know, uh, front of the class writers uh, James Tynan, um, Jeff Johns, uh, a lot of uh, Scott Snyder. A lot of these guys are jumping over to these uh, independent publishers to have their fun, to write really yeah. good stories. We talked about uh, Witches the other day. You know, Witches is one of those books that got optioned right before, even before the first issue came out. We all knew that book was optioned by Brad Pitt's production company even before the movie came out because it's a great story. You know, and that's what we're seeing. Great stories sell comics. So. Uh, I love seeing stuff like this, and I love hearing that that you're buying more uh, independent books. Uh, being a big two fan, that's we need more of that. Um, with with the news that we heard the other day about uh, Diamond losing the Marvel account, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with a lot of those independent publishers on Diamond, and if uh, if, if maybe they can grow that even more. So we'll see. Uh, uh, much love for the independent publishers out there. Keep doing what you're doing. Boom Studios, Image, uh, Scout Comics, um, just people doing really good. It's a bad idea. I know everybody's uh, down on bad idea right now, but they tried it. They 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 they, they took a shot, and uh, I don't think we've seen the end of it. So we'll see what happens. All right, number six this week is a book uh, we've seen on the list a lot in the past couple months, and as we get closer and closer to the HBO Max series, this book is going to continue to go higher. This is Green Lantern number 25, uh, great Sinestro Corps series uh, title, uh, cover, whatever you want to call it, but of course we have uh, the big first appearance of uh, Atrocitus, and I believe Larfley's in this, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so they both have they both have a cameo. It's technically, I guess, 
who who knows anymore what what a, what a cameo or first appearance is. <laughs> I don't. Who knows? Let's not even go there. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, some some books that you know, a single panel with in the shadows is a full appearance. Some are with a hand. Who knows? I don't know. This one, <laughs> this one, I think their their appearance is on a splash page. Um, you know, with the, with a bunch of the lanterns and stuff like that. And apparently Larfleeze doesn't show up again until like issue, what, 38, 39. Yeah. yeah thir- it's like, it's like a year later. Um, but CGC has this labeled as a first appearance. I think most people have kind of accepted it. This is their first appearance at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's now, it's now a $50 raw book um, for the A cover, not the, not the variant. This is just the regular cover. Um, is now a fifty dollar raw book, um, and we talked about this what probably five six months ago when a couple of those Larflees um, variants got went like really high. Um, I think there's some people that really love this Larflees character. If I, I think if he didn't have that name, if he had like a normal name, I think he would probably be even more um, popular. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing that that's what people people are probably starting to stock up on. You know. In, in in anticipation of the uh, the HBO Max series, and there is a, uh, a variant out there, a Gary Frank variant that's not bad. It's a decent cover. It's got all the lanterns on there. Um, it's a great cover that's selling too. So make sure you guys keep an eye on that. But man, that Green Lantern run by Jeff Johns and Dan Skyver is second to none in my opinion. It's what got me back into comics. Um, that's that story alone, the Rebirth story alone. Uh, made me just go absolutely crazy. And I remember this is the first book. This was the first book I read every time it came out. It was the first on the stack. Boom, right there. And uh, really good story that I hope HBO Max does well with. Um, I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> hey, but but honestly, does HBO Max do anything, you know, crappy? I don't think they do. I, I can't think of anything really bad. I mean, Watchmen was great. Yeah, Watchmen. I'm actually just watching Watchmen right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I, I don't know why I waited so long, but I'm definitely enjoying it so far. I, I do was... feel that D- DC has a lot riding on this because of just the, you know, the 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 gray clouds over Warner Brothers and what's going on with the DCEU. And I often talk about, you know, and I've done videos on my channel about how, you know, when you look at uh, the, the spec market, Marvel is just dominating it. But uh, this is one, uh, you know, kind of a green area for them where it's a, a nice green field of uh, plushness right now because uh, like like you were saying too, Brian, you, you have a run that was very well received within the story in the context of the comic books. And you have a property that I think a lot of DC fans and just comic book fans in general are really seeing is this is going to be that silver lining uh, within the DC properties since it's been just such a mess for the last few years. Personally, me, I'm really, I, I really believe that the Green Lantern show is going to mean a lot for the future of um, public perception of not even DC Warner Brothers in terms of live action, but how we respond and, and bring our money back into the comic books. 
I love that. I was going to ask you what you thought about, you know, could this revive the DC, you know, cinematic universe? Um, because I, I agree with you 100%. I think that if anything is going to revive it, it's going to be the Green Lantern stuff. I think they can do it in a way without having to put in the big two. You don't have to see Batman or, or, or even the big three. You don't have to see Batman, Superman, or Wonder Woman in this at all. I mean, they can even if you want to, you know, throw some fanboys, some love, you can throw some cameos down the line, but you don't have to mess with those hard to write characters. Um, and like you said, there's already stuff written that they can play off of. And if Jeff Johns is going to be a part of it, I hope, you know, this is his magnum opus. This is the thing that he cares most about was his green lantern run. And, uh, a lot of great history around it about, you know, him losing his sister and why he wrote a lot of the stuff. And he just did such a good job with that run that I hope to, it sees the light of day in some type of uh, big screen thing. So yeah, Chris Ojeda says it, DC needs to go dark. I agree. I think DC should have always went dark. They really messed it up. I think with Aquaman and, and, and how they I did suicide squad. Aquaman and, was great though. And I, and Titans, the Titans show was great. It, yes, you Titan is you, dark, though. If, if dark. you have not watched Titans, it's a great show. It needs to be on a different network to where everybody can see it. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, if yeah, if I'm, I'm with you, both of you, I, I'm I'm really hoping this Green Lantern is what pro starts to propel DC back to where yeah. it should be. Yeah. Well, I want to remind everybody real quick, uh, you know, if you guys are hanging out with us, make sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that like button and go over to Chris's page. Uh, that's journals, comics and pop culture on YouTube. Uh, hit the subscribe button, hit that bell, hit all. So you guys are notified whenever he drops any new content. I know you do a lot of cool stuff over IG too. What's your IG? Well, I see it's right there. You guys at journals yep. <laughs> underscore comics. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure you guys go check it out. He's doing a lot of great content. He puts out stuff, uh, uh, all kinds of different stuff about collecting, um, which people love seeing. They love seeing your own collection. They love seeing, I know you have uh, your comic book room tour um, as your, your main video and people love seeing that type of stuff. So uh, keep doing it, man. You're doing a good job and you got a lot of people there saying that they appreciate you. So keep it up. Thank all you right. So on to number five on the list. We got to talk about Star Wars. We can't let weeks yeah. and weeks go by without talking about Star Wars. There's got to be some Star Wars on the list. People are going through withdrawals. So this week we got uh, Darth Vader, Star Wars Darth Vader number six. This is uh, a book that um, some of the Star Wars speculators have been talking about for a long time. I know, uh, and this uh, we're going to start seeing some of these. Um, inquisitor character so this is the first appearance of the order of the inquisitors excuse me when i say inquisitor characters we are just seeing them i mean in, in the animated series and all that stuff but um this uh, is going to start all these star wars uh, books are going to start spitting out characters that you're going to start seeing in the star wars universe and, and and rumors and this and that we all know that but first appearance of the order of the inquisitors right here for number six and um what are we seeing uh, for sales on this book um, yeah, fifty to sixty dollars raw for this now, um, which is more than double. Um, I, from what I could tell, and you know, you know me, Brian. Um, I don't like. I do not like these garbage websites that put this stuff out as this is going to be a Disney Plus show. They do not. They're not working for Disney. They do not know. Um, it's, it's maddening to me that, that anybody even clicks on their sites, but they do, 
Um, and then all of a sudden these books start selling. It's, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I hate these things. Um, I don't, I don't mind the, first of all, the cover's awesome. It's yes. great. It's an awesome cover. Um, I don't mind people. See, now it's a $75 book. I mean, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I don't mind people speculating on what's going to happen, but these stupid sites state these things as fact. And I'm sorry, but Americans in general are kind of, <laughs> they're, they're kind of dumb. Yeah, they're kind of gullible. <laughs> of dumb they see a headline and they don't even look to see see where it came from they don't oh man that guy's man he knows he said is an inside source said no the guy has no inside source it's it's you know joe that lives in his mom's basement who probably hasn't seen the light of day in six months he has no inside source he's just making things up to get clicks i love it it's this hey Ben, I just I, I'm loving this is I, I want to like give you a standing ovation right now because I, I'm right there with you. I'm listening to you talk about this and I'm like, he's sounding just like me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I look, it's like because I do I do like top ten videos and you know like books to invest in before we see Fantastic Four in the MCU and and I do my due diligence. I pick I put you know I use I always say I use data use fact and then i sprinkle in my own opinion to, to say what might happen and then i tell you guys why but i i state it as such and i never say that this is anything other than a personal speculative opinion or right. rumor or whatever the case may be and there's too much out there like you said of people that are just they probably paid 12 dollars for a domain name and used wix.com to build a blog and and made you think that it's some official website and then it, it gets shared on Facebook and everyone's sharing it. And, you know, sooner than later, it's shared 5,000 times. And you got somebody saying there's an official announcement of a Disney Plus show and people are out buying, you know, taking a $10 book and they're paying $50, $70, $80 for it now. So I'm all for saying, well, if we saw this person in this universe, maybe that means this person's coming. Let's go buy the book. And you, you take a $10 book up to a $40, $50, $60 book, that's fine because nobody told you otherwise, then it could just be a possibility. But when somebody is out there using a platform to state that this has been confirmed or reported and it's not, that becomes a detriment and becomes negligent to uh, to this hobby. And I stand firm with you. I, I cannot stand that. I actually made a video. I won't talk about it. I made a video about a certain situation like that happening just a week ago, but oh, that's, that's it's it's normal in our in our uh, <laughs> side of the pool, you guys. And, and as long as we continue uh, as you know a community to say, hey, uh, let's figure out what is exa- exactly going on here before we go too crazy on it. I'm all for that, uh, okay. and, and we'll see what happens. But again, you guys remember, like these books are on the list because they're already selling. That's that's the problem. So, you know, it, it's it, it can be a pain in the ass, but we got to report on it. And I know a lot of people love this character, so I'll, I'll play the devil's you know play devil's advocate here. And and people love this character. So if you're gonna spec on this book because you love this character, I think that's another reason to spec on it. Don't go buying it for seventy dollars a book, though. I think we're all kind of saying that. So that's craziness. Um, but you never know. 
because this is uh, number four this week is one of those books that uh, made me like go, huh? And that is Usagi Ujimbo, number 20. I've seen a lot of people talking about this book. Um, and I don't even think the cover is that great. So that made me go, okay, what is the, as people are saying, the first appearance? Uh, and y Yamamoto, I'm not even going to say the first name, is causing this to sell for 20 to 25 out the gate uh, for raw books. And, and there is a one in 10. Yeah, the one in ten is selling for fifty plus, um, and the one in ten is it's a sweet cover. It, yeah. it, but I don't think this uh, Yukichi Yamamoto character is on the variant. Um, mm -hmm. But we've seen several of these Usagi books do really well here recently. Um, I don't know if it's the nostalgia factor that people are buying these Usagi books. Um, uh, you know, again, but. I don't know if this is like a somebody somebody made a comment on um, on the website that the the way Stan Sakai drew this Yamamoto character looks very similar to Usagi. Yeah, um, like it I, could be his daughter. Or I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know the I don't read Usagi. I don't know, but this might be a thing of hey, you know, this may be a direction that they he wants to take this. You know, it might be a whole new title. Um, or something like that, you know, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but, um, I mean, tons of sales. I mean, you can see all those sales, tons yeah. of sales, um, in that 20 to 25 hour range. Um, and then what was that, that last variant sold for like 85, Yeah, 85 buy it. Now there was a yeah. set for one under one thirty. It looks like it sold for under one thirty. Yeah. So, so it's actually, actually might even be going the variant, especially might even be going higher. Yeah. Um, it is for sure going higher. The variant's going crazy. You know, fifty dollar book out the gate. It looks like. So, I mean, I don't like the cover that much. It's uh, I, don't get me wrong. You guys know what I think about Usagi. I I still have to own that peach cover. I still haven't bought it yet. I'm waiting for it to drop a little bit down before I go and buy it. But you guys all know the cover that we're talking about when we say that peach cover. And I'm a big Usagi fan from back in the day. But I, I agree with you guys. I think people, uh, this is no longer a nostalgia thing. I think it's speculators jumping in on every single book they can, thinking, oh, this is a new character that we're going to see. We still, I mean, we, Usagi isn't really that big of a character yet. He's still not that that big big of a character to, I think, um, start specking that heavy on on first appearances in, in that <laughs> book alone. But we'll see. Because they're already doing it, twenty dollars a piece. Um, but there are a lot of fans. I mean, we had uh, we had um, the Albedo two uh, on the market report uh, flip side a couple weeks ago. I think one sold for like ten grand raw or something like that. So, uh, Usagi fans are rabid, and uh, I just don't know if there's that many of them to warrant this. Book did you see? Did you much. see? Did you see the video on the guy who bought the the, the raw? Yes, yes, that was a great video. Absolutely great. Uh, yeah. Make sure you guys go check it out. I can't remember who put, who put out the video. If anybody in the chat remembers, uh, throw it up there and I'll throw it up. But that's uh, Usagi tw number 20 is number four on the list this week. Um, maybe you guys uh, were part of the Drunken Sharks and uh, got a little sniff of this on Drunken Chat some and picked up a couple extra copies for yourself. If you did, uh, throw them up there and, and start making some money. We'll see what happens. Number three this week. Here we go, you guys. It's been a while since Venom was on the list. I thought we were done talking about Noel and Venom and Dylan and all that stuff. And he just works his way right back into the list this week. Venom number nine. Um, also, people are talking about Venom number seven, right? So you, you, there's which one do you want to spec on? But uh, with 
the news on the newest issue of Venom, I believe, um, and I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, that news hey, is pushing. If, I think you can spoil it. I, okay. think, I think everybody <laughs> should know at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. So Dylan is uh, Venom in the newest issue. Am I correct? So... Yeah, and it's, it's, it's uh, and yeah, what two hundred? Yeah, to what two hundred is Kate's last? That's yes. his last issue, right? Yes, he's going I, over. To I Hulk. get mine through. Uh, I do the Marvel mail subscriptions, you know, through the mail. So mine are always like two months late. So uh. <laughs> I always, I always get spoiled. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm already gonna know what happens before I even get my hands on. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, people just send messages. You see this this uh, uh, cam this last page cameo and the new issue. Like I see it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but shout out to all all the viewers that do that. I appreciate the hell out of you. Uh, keep it coming. Um, uh, let's see here. Okay, so number three is the Venom number nine. And what is this? Uh, what are, we're starting to see some heat on Raws on this book uh, was thirty to forty. It's now eighty to ninety. You say? Yeah, eighty to ninety. I think I think once the news like what probably Tuesday night or Tuesday once everybody started actually reading number 200, they're like, Oh, you're going to, you're going to need to pick up your number nines or, you know, and I think people started knowing a day ahead of time. Um, me personally, um, I more, I know there's going to be a ton of Venom 200s out there. Um, but that's going to be the first, if you're, if, if he stays Venom, that's a big if, um, I would rather have the first. I would rather have the first in costume. So I would rather have Venom two hundred. Great for, point. Than, than this, but again, there there's going to be a truckload of those, and there's so many variants for it. Um, I mean, just so many. Um, I think it's going to end up following back to this number nine. Well, it's uh, it's definitely needed in in the hype 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 sphere. I call it because whenever uh, Kate's or Venom, either two are are part of the hype system and speculation, things just it's like steroids. Um, you say Donny Cates is part of that spec, and it goes crazy. And we're gonna inst- we're gonna start seeing that um, coming with uh, the Hulk run. Who's taking over the Venom Venom run? Run is it Al Ewing? Is that what I'm seeing? Everybody saying uh, that Al Ewing is taking over Venom. Um, which will be interesting. Uh, I would love to see that if that's the case. But um, yeah, I think I, I think everybody kind of needs to turn their attention to some of these Hulk characters. That I mean, I think I think there's a bunch of them that that Cates is gonna he's gonna mine that he's gonna he's gonna dig back on some of these things that that we kind of just didn't pay. And I, and actually, I mean, like I've seen um, even recently and I thought about, I probably should even put it on the, the almost 10. Um, but that uh, future imperfect, uh, that first uh, uh, maestro, yes. um, that one is selling again and it's selling pretty well. And I think there might be some people that are thinking Kate's is moving to Hulk. I mean, he, he's probably going to incorporate that character somehow. Great character. Wish, it'd be nice to have that kind of power, right? To just be like, hey, I'm just going to go back to all my favorite characters and I'm just going to bring them back and make them important again. <laughs> that's a, that's basically what he's doing. That's what I would do. Right. That's what a lot of us I think would do. Um, shout out to the, to the people who, who are her writers and comics that get to write on what they want to write on. Um, 
I know a perfect example is uh, people are talking about the the Power Rangers book that Frank Gogol is on right now, and that's going crazy. Um, that I'm sure we're going to see on this list soon. Uh, you know, when when creators get to write their their grails, you know, characters, usually good comes out of it. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, Hulk is starting to get more and more spec, including the number two book this week. What if featuring Planet Hulk number one, uh, first appearance of Scar, I guess is what people are calling this. Uh, we're going to supposedly see Scar there. There's rumors that he's going to show up in the She-Hulk um, TV show, which is kind of interesting. That doesn't make a lot of sense for me. Um, but I, even if, yeah. I, and this was, this was my point. Um, even if Scar did show up in the She-Hulk, nobody cared about scar nobody i mean it, it, i mean <laughs> nobody right so why on a why on earth i mean yeah this is this is a I, I mean i think the cover on this is great yeah um again i don't i don't mind speculating on it but i this was like a 10 15 book why would it be selling for a hundred dollars i don't am and, and i don't understand um i don't understand why people just and, and it, again it's 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 people just jumping on it, and I just can't. I just can't wrap my head around it. I'm I'm old, and my my old brain just doesn't. It can't compute these type of things. I wow. actually, I just talked on the Comic Book Canna show before I hopped over here. I just talked because we talked about this book, and I just talked about to that point, Ben. It's like, why? How could a book go from you know being ten dollars? to literally a $70 book overnight. Well, and you think about it, obviously there's FOMO involved. Yep. And I'm the type of person that I do believe there's healthy FOMO and then there's not healthy FOMO, right? <laughs> not healthy FOMO. I do believe there's healthy FOMO. And look, if, if there's a book that you're speculating on, again, keeping everything in proper context, rumor, pure speculation, nobody giving you false information, and you see a book, whether it's from the 90s or the 2000s, or it's, it doesn't matter, no matter the print run, and you're willing to pay five, six times as much as it was selling for a couple of days ago, that's fine. Now, a lot of times that that can happen organically is, say, there's rumor about Scar, everyone, you know, if they get the beat from the Key Collector app or whatever it is that, you know, or they're, they're just watching blogs, and they're taking a eBay, they're taking a Mercari, wherever they're looking for their books. And this is what I talk about supply and demand. It doesn't matter about the print run. It doesn't matter about anything other than how many books are on eBay yes. at that given time. Yeah. So if there's only 10 books on eBay, but there's 50 people getting the same ping of a spec announcement or getting the same information, they're going to be in a bidding war because of FOMO. And it's going to drive a $10 book right up to that $50, $60 mark overnight. But what happens when on the flip side of that, you get people that sell books and they've been sitting on this book and they're like, oh, people care about SCAR? Really? I'm going I'm to go sell mine. And then now you have buy it now prices sitting at $50, $60, $70 because they saw a few books selling at that point when those, and I don't mean to get, we, we got to get to the number one book here, but I'm going to bring up to you guys. I'm a business major. I don't know if you guys ever took any marketing class classes, but you know, there's always, when you put a product on the market, 
there's there's certain categories of people, and I don't know the specific names, but there's always those people. You think about like smartphones. You know that there's always that group of people that will pay like, you know, over thousands of dollars to get to, or they'll go wait in line overnight. <laughs> they'll camp out for the new iPhone. You know, called when, Apple you, zombies. Yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you just waited a week, you probably could have just went into your, you know, T-Mobile store and got one. So these people are always willing to take those risks and willing to go out of their way to be the first to have it, right? And they don't care. You get that same thing with, with the comic book market. But are those few people that are that are so deep involved in their FOMO and that are willing to pay $60 for a $10 book yesterday, are they now essentially driving, and I'm not going to say manipulating the market because it's not manipulating, but are they driving the market to where they're changing the perception to where an average collector that is looking at this book after it got hot a week later and they're seeing all the buy it nows for 40, 50, $60, that's going to make them sit and say, well, Hey, look, that's kind of the fair market value now. So maybe it's a fair price for me to buy it. I'm going to buy it. And then that fair market value ends up sits there and, be, and becomes the new floor. So yep. there's a market. lot of things to, to, to take into consideration to how these books can move so quickly. Yep. FOMO is a real thing. It is, it is beyond real and our market thrives on it, unfortunately. So it's, it's good stuff. So <laughs> crazy stuff. All right. On to uh, the next book, which is our number one book of the night, ladies and gentlemen. And for all of you guys that are watching the Loki series, you're loving it probably like oh, the rest man. of us because it is damn good. And our number one book is Young Avengers Dark Reign, number one. This is the uh, everybody's going crazy uh, about Enchantress, and this is the the book we've been talking about the Young Avengers team for a long time that they've slowly been putting the pieces in order, and this one kind of flew right by me. Uh, everybody was going crazy about the Lady Loki stuff and the different versions of Lady Loki throughout the times, and now. It, it feels like there was kind of a pivot made to this book and everybody's going crazy for dark rain, young Avengers, number one, um, which has a gorgeous Mark Brooks cover. Yeah. So for those who, cause somebody, somebody did ask me what, what was the deal with this? Um, if in the, in the, in the, in the credits, they apparently on the foreign version mentioned or basically listed that actress's, character name as sylvie instead of whatever um so that's kind of what made people say oh it's going to be sylvie and not lady loki as the character so they started buying this book just remember that just kind of you know our history with disney plus shows is falcon winter soldier and wandavision and they marvel has been very calculated with not only trolling us yeah. um, with on multiple occasions, um, they let they don't do. I, I saw initially they were like, oh, Marvel made a mistake in putting that in there. Marvel does not make mistakes like that. That is not a mistake. So it's either they absolutely are using this as a Sylvie character or they absolutely are using this as Evan Peters. Ha ha. Got you. You are stupid for. Yeah, trying to read into everything. So it's one of the two. I tend to think that it's the latter of the two, 
Um, but um, hey, who knows? Marvel's doing a good job of either trolling or making people think they're trolling on purpose and they're quote unquote not because there's, there's a couple books that they've been putting out lately. Everybody knows about the heroes reborn thing that's going on right now, which is a, just an absolute complete troll shout at the MCM group because uh, man, they, they, they think that book is absolutely amazing for the level of troll that, that uh, Jason Aaron is pulling off. But like you said, there is nothing that Marvel doesn't, look into to the nth degree uh, they're always looking for these easter eggs they're looking for anything but is it just an easter egg or is it a real plot line that's the problem you never know with them some crazy easter egg everybody thought that 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 scene in, in loki number one with the with the stained glass painting was mephisto again i'm like oh great here we go here <laughs> man, we go then the most the, man those mephisto fans man they are looking for anything maybe hey maybe sylvie is mephisto i don't know <laughs> There you go. I like that one. Yeah. Well, it's this is a, in my opinion, I love the Young Avengers spec. I think Young Avengers is worthy spec for future, you know, long term hold type stuff. I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon. But here's the question the fury that we're seeing on selling prices and books right now, is it going to continue? Are we going to still be in the same type of atmosphere when the Young Avengers stuff comes? Because I don't know if, if that's going to be the case. I feel like the fury and the, the selling craziness that we're seeing right now, even when this movie comes out, it could be lower than what it's going to see here in the next couple of weeks because we're just crazy. We're, we're crazy right now in some of these sales for some of these books. We've talked about it multiple times. And I know it sounds like we're so negative. We're hating the market. No, the market is wonderful. We love it. it gives us a chance to come on here and talk about these hot 10 books every week. Right. And, and but like you said, Chris, just know it's not market manipulation. It, it's 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 how the market works. This is this is how the stuff works. So uh, keep your eye on it. Hopefully you got a couple of these books. Grab the Young Avengers series. I, I love them. I thought they were all great. I think they're great long term spec. And there's very few characters in that Young Avengers stuff that we haven't seen. You know, start showing up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And some of those characters could be big deals. I mean, I know we're just waiting on the Kang connection and. That's coming. So, yeah, and I and I will say, I, I know that the the there is a slight fear out there because of um, what happened with the card market um, and how a lot of those things basically dropped in half. Um, but you have to kind of you have to kind of take a step back. The first of all, there's like these books. There's one book that has a first appearance. A lot of times, those cards, you know, Luka Doncic might have you know, 12 different rookie cards. So you got a whole big choice. Second of all, the prices that, I mean, when you're talking about, you know, Jordan rookies made it to a million dollars of, you know, there's, there's not much, these are, these books are not a million dollar books. They're a hundred dollar books. So yes, they may drop, they, they may drop back. Some of these may drop back slightly, but you're not talking where the investments are so massive that it's priced everybody completely out of those. These, Yes, some of the some of some of the books, you know, Ultimate Fallout Four, you know, some of the three, five, seven thousand dollar books. Yeah, those may those may drop back in price. But I think when you're talking about this kind of the sweet spot of eighty to you know three hundred dollar books, that's still within most collectors' price range. Um, the card market, I think, just priced itself out. 
Um, and that was the reason is because nobody had any money left to spend, you know, $6,000 on a, you know, on a Zion or something that he's played, you know, 80 games. That's yeah. not, there's a, it's a whole different dynamic when you're talking thousands and thousands of dollars compared to a couple hundred dollars. So I think there is a slight difference between the two markets right now. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, uh, 238 live viewers to the end. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. If you're not already subscribed and hit that bell so you guys get notified anytime we drop any content. We've got multiple shows every day of the week. So uh, make sure you hang out with Tales from the Flip Side whenever you get a chance. Uh, listen to us on uh, all your favorite podcatchers and podcast apps also. Again, Chris, thank you for so much for hanging out with us. We'd love to see you more. Um, Absolutely, and, and, Chris. And, thanks. Yeah, you're doing really good stuff over on your YouTube channel, your IG, and we appreciate this community appreciates you and uh, we appreciate the community. So thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us tonight. We'll see you next time. Peace.